James catches, puts up a three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. start off by saying happy mother's day it's a beautiful day today to appreciate all the women around the world you know they're raising soldiers they're raising kings we got a couple things that was striking over the last week that that we could that we could really talk about that's going on in the nba world right now that actually reflect on what's going on in our lives you know back to what we said in the previous conversations the whole situation with the coronavirus and the nba being the first place the first source where we heard the news of how players is catching it and everything. Adam Silver <laughs> has been dropping news back to back related to vaccines and constant testing, every player getting testing and all that stuff and shit like that. So that is curious to me is like, if they start putting the vaccine in the NBA, you already know what's about to happen to us here in the regular world. You know it's about to be clipped. You know they're about to start trying to hit everybody with that shit. So. My thing is, if they make it mandatory for players, do you think that they're gonna make it mandatory for us? I think it definitely might take effect with us. You feel me? Just like I said before, for me, you know how we had to take the swine flu, and then for me today, I'm watching the news and they saying, you feel me? It's a like a a different version of it with the little kids and 85 little little kids, little New Yorkers just um has been hospitalized and stuff like that. So. I don't know. Things is weird with this whole virus, man. How you feel about that, Dev? I think that it really this thing is this is one of those things, man. I can't even really put my head around the whole COVID thing because it's it's like levels to it. You got the the health epidemic part of it, pandemic part of it, economic pandemic part of it the socialism part of it as far as classes is concerned because you know you see a virus that comes out and it's like oh young people can't get it it's only affecting older people babies is good and then younger people get it and then it goes to black people are immune or you know, i mean people that probably was like a, a fallacy report and then all of a sudden we the targeted audience of something that I doubt was birthed out of our neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And from what we see, it wasn't. So I really don't know. I really, I really, it's, I don't have enough knowledge to comment on it, man. I think that um, a vaccine is imminent, just like we had the flu and the vaccine was imminent. I think it's up to families and adults to um, consider what their choices are. You know, at this point, I probably wouldn't take a vaccine for it. If I was older, maybe. But uh, I don't take a flu vaccine, so why would I take this one? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's like when a new product come out, you're the first online, you're the first one to get the the bad product. Yeah, so I think it's, I won't even put my foot in my mouth to try to put my, 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 my head around this thing because it's just too many things and out of respect for those that was lost, some of my family included. I'm going to just stay on the sidelines with this topic until more information is out there. But I, under, I understand it on multiple levels. So do you feel like it's something that's right? Like, you feel like this is good? Well, I think when you work for an organization and the NBA is a business, if that's your job, you will make sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that people, you know, for their families or for their lifestyles or what they 
have have to do. They will make sacrifices, and the vaccine might be one of them. If put in a different position, I don't know if they would be so quick to take it. But, you know, if you come into work tomorrow and it's like, yo, we can't let you in, but if you get this, you come to the door, you be like, yeah, let me get that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't really know. I think it's, I think when it comes to the NBA, it's conditional. You might have, it's just like when they had the, um, we had our little, our little scare with the national anthem. In my mood, I do. Raouf didn't stand. He was ostracized for it. He wasn't blackballed to the likes of a Colin Kaepernick. He was, you know, but he was put out there. You know what I'm saying? So I think you have most of the players are gonna go with it because that's just their job. And then you might have a handful, two handful of players that might not want to do it. But in any aspect, I think it's just a business decision. It's not really a health thing. How do you feel about that, Cash? I, I was just thinking to myself, like, for me, like, bro was saying, most of the players are going to agree because at the end of the day, it's their job. And it's, for me, it's what they love to do. But it's like, for me, we don't really know. Nobody really understands the the whole pandemic that is going on of, of health risks and, and things of that nature. For me, we're not doctors. So when that comes into play, it's like, all right, do I, I may not want to take this vaccine, you feel me? Because for me, it may have symptoms, other symptoms to it, things like that. But at the same time, I don't, I don't want other people to get sick because people are dying, right? I mean, not, not to put the quotes in the air, but like people have died, you feel me, that we know of and things like that. So it's like, what, what else is going to happen? You feel me? It's like a double-edged sword right now because you don't know what to do. I don't want to take no, no, no shot. You feel me? Like I didn't take the flu shot yet, so it's, it's a double edged sword for them. It's a double edged sword for everybody because I know at the end of the day, when we go back to work for everybody that that is working, I know they probably definitely gonna make DOE workers. You feel me? Hospital workers. Everybody gonna get it. So it's 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 definitely gonna be serious. So if if they give. So let's just say, for example, let's speak in an unre- unrealistic world, even though we know we got to stay in a realistic world because this is what's really happening. Let's say they give NBA players the choice to get this vaccine or not, and then they try to force it on us. Do you still think like places like the DOE, high government city jobs, you know, New York City, big ass population where we from, do you really think they're going to try to force this on all the people? Like it's, 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 it's scary. And at the same time, like it's something to think about, like, all, all this news that's floating around they like at the orlando magic the gm said like the minute they open their facilities they're going to begin testing you know then at the same time it's like if you if you're doing testing and nobody's coming out positive what is the vaccine yeah you know but- you're giving players a choice to get tested you know why you know why force it on the public but at the end of the day this whole pandemic shit was forced on us like nobody we didn't all choose to say like yeah we putting on masks uh, to, to get through this with nobody said like we nobody gathered together and said this is how we're gonna handle it like nah like niggas just got in got on camera and said do this do this do this do this everybody follow you get what i'm saying definitely so that's definitely. why it's, it's kind of weird I, I thought it was kind of weird you know i wanted to hear y'all input on that you know being that we all got little siblings and stuff like that that's actually something to pay attention to you know yeah. more people would be oblivious to shit like that 
But when the vaccines start going out, like the polio and like the uh, hepatitis C and like the Spanish flu back in 1918 and all that shit. I said they all had side effects. Like the first. Yeah, it was, was dying left and right, left and right. You know, we don't want to see that. But to your initial point, as far as it being mandated, I mean, if you if you really, really think about it as far as the timeline is concerned, the flu vaccine was mandated. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it like it was just in its beginning stages and through legislation, it became less and less and less and less and less. And these are and these are actual politicians or actual lobbyists lobbying and going in front of the Senate and in front of the, the, the government saying that this shouldn't be in this state. You know, but it shouldn't be on at, at, the, at the Department of Education mandated. So and it was like, okay, well, if you don't want your kid to take it, bring documentation. So it's like a cycling effect. It's every, this is all starting over again. So I think initially, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of mandated vaccines for certain jobs, just like drug testing was mandated for a long time. So you're gonna have places that are, that are getting over with this being a new pandemic. And it's like, okay, well, you want to work for the city, you got to get this flu shot. The flu shot is a thing of the past. Now we got the COVID-19 shot. You know what I'm saying? And then, next, and then the next thing will come. You got to get the, before, remember, you have to get the polio, the measles, the mumps. I got all that when I was a kid. Do I get it anymore? I don't know. But I think that this is just another way. And that's why I say it's so many levels. Because if you think about it, if you mandate a vaccine, somebody get paid. Pharmaceutical company. So, you know, I don't know, but as far as as far as the fear factor, it's gonna it's definitely gonna be mandated, especially where people um in, in businesses and industries where people have to be in contact with large amounts of people. In a deal where you got anywhere from five hundred to a thousand people in one building at one time for five, six hours a day. So that's 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 an easy way to slide in a mandated vaccine. You know what I mean? At a hospital. You got anywhere from 2,000 people working on the floor, I mean, in, in the building all day long, 24 hours. So it's like, it's an easy way to slide things in. But I just think, I think the, the grand scheme of things is gonna, is gonna come down to individualism. But as far as businesses are concerned, I think a lot of us, um, I could be included, I could not be, are just gonna be, um, you know, fall victim to, to the masses because that's going to be the general consensus. Okay, so with that being said, we watched a video a long time ago with Ray Diallo and he was talking about the economic machine and how that works. And Adam Silver also mentioned something about pay cuts. Now, this is something that we definitely should all pay attention to because at the end of the day, the NBA and the players, what they get puts them in the upper echelon of individuals such as us who live in poverty-stricken neighborhoods who, who just live in low-class neighborhoods. They're getting pay cuts. So you know when, when, when we're going through a recession, they take from the rich and give to the poor. With that being said, with Adam Silver stating that they're taking pay cuts, do you think that it relates to... Do you think that it relates to somewhat building our economy? It may, definitely, because as we do know, them cutting, feel me, the players, the players' uh, salary and then cutting the GM salary a little bit, that may trickle down to everybody else that work into the arenas because, you know, they wasn't getting paid when this happened. And only certain players, like, chipped in, like, 100000 
to pay them or something like that. But that's that's light change in their pockets. They're getting paid millions. So for me, I think that's gonna trickle down to them probably. And then other than that, I don't know. No, I, I was just gonna say that it, like it made up. It may help out. I don't know if it's gonna help out the, the the whole economy of the United States, but it may help out the economy of the NBA to keep the they money money circling around. Well, the current salary for NBA players is 109 million right now, and they talking about giving it like a, a 15, 20 percent drop. Well, what's say that again? What's the current salary? 109 million. Average. Average. Yep. Imagine all the people that's not getting paid right now, though. Like all the concession stand people, all the people that work in the stadium and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. That's what I'm saying. Like, usually when there's a recession, they they automatically take from the rich. That's what that's what my question would be. Even though they're giving these pay cuts, where, where is that money going into a, a fund that is distributing this these these allowances, or where's the money going? Asking the right questions now. Where's the money going? That's what I was saying. It should be trickling down to all the people that's not working right now. No, not should be is a good thing. But what I want to know is this is going to happen. They already taking cuts. But where is that money going? Is this like if 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 I donate fifty dollars when I go to Walgreens, they'd be like, oh, you want to donate to whatever that thing that come up on the screen? I guess you can say my money's going to whatever that organization is. But mm-hmm. where are the NBA players' money going? that they're losing for? Like, what's the name? Like, have they put, is that public information? What's the name of that organization? Because if that's the case, then anybody should be able to donate to it with all their money included in it. Majority of the rich, they should be able to put their portion of their money into that also. You know, that's why it's it's crazy because I I personally now feel like there's something happening behind closed doors with this whole pandemic. I feel like more more than likely, this pandemic is used to cover up a recession. You feel me? I feel like we got hit with something deeper than what we possibly think it is. And now now that everything is starting to like return back to normal, you know, we've been out of business. The country been out of business for three months. Everything's starting to turn back to normal. Now we want to take from one of the biggest sources or one of the biggest sources of income that the country actually produces, you know, the NBA. Let's take money from all their pockets, put that back into something that's going to possibly help rebuild the economy. And then when when they talk about having this thing come around and circle back for a second time, that's talking in terms of a Great Depression. Because after every recession, there's a Great Depression. You know, so I just, that's another thing that I just felt like it was interesting, you know, something that we could discuss to also uh, keep people on point, you know, alert them. Like, you know, you're like, yo, look, these are the questions you need to be asking yourself. This is what's going on right now. And being that the NBA was the start, Let's start paying more attention to what's going on in the NBA. So he was also saying, though, Adam Silver was also saying, though, that if we do return, they'll be playing in either Disneyland or Las Vegas. But see, but see that's like, that's where, again, I say this thing is multi-layered. Because, of course, you will be playing in Disney World or Disneyland. Because Disneyland or Disney World just reported they lost a billion dollars in revenue since this thing happened. So what is a way to put money back in their economy? We're going to practice the show facilities. And we in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. One hand wash the other. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if this is a health thing. Because, like I said, majority of the, the NBA owners, they're not black. So are they really being affected? 
or the people that's losing their lives are just the the the, the you know the black brown and the poor whites and the ones capitalizing off this pandemic are the people that have been capitalizing off of things of this nature that's 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 the tricky thing man that is why why all of a why out of all places what's so safe about disney world you know what i'm saying or is it just mm-hmm. a money grab i think it's just a money grab okay. i hate to say it but this it's the truth but how, how do one get paid just by practicing at the facility that's a good question that is and let's uh, and let's explore it um you know how they say all all press is good press if you practicing at their facilities you're telecasting from their facilities so they got to be put in on the on on the um the broadcasting deal they gotta they gotta be put on, on a licenses agreement from the nba you gotta rent the space from disneyland you ain't playing there for free but yeah other than that one no 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 other no you said how let's 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 peel the layers back we got broadcasting we got telecast we got rental space real estate is the biggest thing going and disney world owns a lot of real estate that land is hundreds of acres that's your biggest have and you think about it, if you if, if you if you practice there with with, with ha- however many nba teams if not all of them and then if you want to you know you want to uh enchant the conversation of running the playoffs there come they gonna make buku bread so 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 figuring out how they make the money that's 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 a snap of a finger but the question is but not not really the question because i can see why they would move it there but that then again it goes back to is this thing really you know i think for every class middle lower and upper we all experienced the pandemic in a different way. You know, lower being the worst, of course. Yeah, I think we all experienced it in a different way. Because the lower class could give two shits about the NBA practicing on Disney World. But to a thinker, you know what I'm saying, or, you know, a progressive mind, you 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 kind of see, and it's not a bad thing. It's nothing wrong with Disney and, and NBA coming together. It just shows you how much business can be made in a pandemic like this. Opportunity. Yeah, it's there. It just take I, just take an idea. We could possibly also rebuild the economy as well, you know, because Disney itself they put a lot of money back out. In- Disney owned mad companies. That's the thing. Hell yeah, they buy them up. I mean, they neck and neck with Amazon and Walmart, and they don't have nothing to do with selling, you know, they don't have no retail stores like that, except for, you know, their products that sold through a third a third retail party, but they neck and neck with Amazon and Walmart. But a lot of Disney shit is, is media. That's what I'm saying. And, and you conversation runs the nation. If something can be broadcast, whether it's print, the things that we're doing right now, audio, uh, um, video they they got that locked down i mean come on they, they they own star wars they own some of the biggest brands the world has ever seen it's like they prepare for this in a way exactly they own they own some of the biggest things that star wars they probably own um what's the other one um star track they they, they own so many things where it, it's just like come on man i mean yeah i guess we just gotta wait and see 
And it's just all things to pay attention to. Though. I just felt like all of all those things happening like in the sequence like that is mad weird. Because when you really pay attention to economics and you follow the economy, you see that everything is actually being done for a purpose. Now it's like basically uh, destroy, rebuild, destroy, and rebuild again. This is how you see yourself in this world because you could be on the short end of the stick or they're not so short and, and and you're going to have to lose some people and you're going to have to hurt some feelings along the way because I mean I ain't seen a politician get sick yet from COVID-19 none of our leaders well I was watching the news they said one he had tested positive but now he over it I'm I'm confused on how they getting over it so quickly confused no I'm confused you know what I mean like it's just puzzling I don't think it is. I think you know exactly how they're getting over it, and it's cliche to say it's pu- puzzling, but I think you know exactly how they're getting over it because there's no way something that's affecting the whole United States is bypassing all these people. <laughs> I don't I don't see it. And they and they be outside more than most of us be outside. A business has to do with being outside at this current point. So it's clearly, it's a thing of either your eyes are open, they close. No, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. If your eyes is open, they open. But they can also be wide shut, where they just, you looking, but what do you really see? And I think it's no coincidence. It's no coincidence that none of our world leaders, nobody in position has died or gotten sick from this. But the people that have suffered, are the less fortunate and they always but they always going to suffer they always going to catch the, the short end of the stick that's just more butter on the bread but and it's another way for people to make money i think because even even i'm pretty sure newspapers are getting tired of running this story as much as it's making people log on to their websites and look at it and look at it i'm sure that journalists are getting tired of talking about covid 19 when there's a hundred thousand people who died, but there's double that who recovered. But they can't even print those stories. They gotta always put out the negative. Ten family members who caught it and, and survived it. Ten. I guess it's the idea of fear, you know? The idea of fear make people think out think it's think too inside the box, you know? People don't really Yeah, think they do it all the time. They do it all the time. Y2K. When they said, oh, in the year 2000, everything going to end, nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. They even made a movie about it. The Mayan calendar said in 20-whatever, it's over. Nothing 24. happened. And every door, the shelves was empty. I'm just it's worse than it is now. Nothing happened. Yeah, bro, I remember that day clear as, clear as hell, bro. I think we was at McDonald's that day too. We was at McDonald's that day. I was back. Yeah. <laughs> right. I ain't gonna lie. That was fun though. That was fun. Right. Out of the world with a possible. It's so it's so simple. Yo, a big blizzard is coming. I forgot that was like three years ago. A big blizzard is coming. Get ready. People go out, buy everything. Don't even snow. Like <laughs> like that Thomas effect. That's all it is. No, it's a it's a it's a book that describes it. It's called 1984 by George Orwell. I don't know if any one of you two have read this joint, but if you read it, it tells you or it depicts how people are controlled by the fear 
written by um, what an outside voice tells them, basically the media, newspapers. If you hear something enough, you know, it's like you hear a lie enough, it becomes the truth to some people. It's like telling the kid he bad every day. He's going to grow up and do bad shit. Yeah. Whether he wanted to or not. But I mean, if you tell me I'm bad enough, shit, might as well be bad. <laughs> bad must be some, you know, it must be good because there's no way you would keep saying this. Yeah, this, this this shit is crazy, man. They just need to right. yeah, when the NBA come back, I know we gonna be safe. When them niggas is on the court playing basketball again, I know we safe because they started it. I'm jacking it. They started it. They you know what's still crazy? They started it. Baseball, they said baseball fiending to come back because you know baseball they supposed to be playing right now. Yeah, yeah. So what you call it? they said baseball fiending to come back and basically everybody in MLB been tested. And one percent came out positive. You gotta be fucking shitting me, bro. You serious? One percent out of a hundred? Yeah. And, and we see no baseball right now. Nope. Yo, this is it's bigger than uh, the health concern. It's definitely bigger than that. And I'm glad I got y'all in this podcast with me because I could actually ask these questions to intelligent people because I think it'll go over individuals' heads too much. You know, everybody too busy doing the savage boozy. Megan and Stallion you know, on TikTok, you know. Put your COVID like, test on live. We give you a thousand dollars. Crying though, but nah. Speaking of world leaders, though, Cash, you you wanted to talk about leaders. Um, you know, we just watched the last dance episodes. What was it, six and seven? There we yeah. go. And we witnessed something, and it, it just it's crazy to me, you know, like. Michael Jordan wasn't, he wasn't present for, for some of those games and it was pretty dominant. <laughs> you know, they had a good leader. They had a good couple players. They even went and picked up a European, Tony Kukos. They went and picked no, he, he, see when he was there, remember they killed him in, in the Olympics and then he came over. Yeah, 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 yeah. But either way, bro, we, you know, I, I just want to put it out there that- He was hitting buzzer beaters. That team was, was, was playing wonderfully. They was doing great, and and they was missing their number one leader, and they was able to obtain another leader in Scottie Pimpin. and you know a couple other role players stepped up. But you, you you mentioned something about leadership. I want you to elaborate more on that. You know, elaborate on that, brother. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This ain't got nothing to do with LeBron. <laughs> no, no, no. I ain't even take it there. I, I wanted my man. I want my. Philosophical Chris to get down, son. Yeah, yeah. Yo, bro. Put that fire. No, listen. Put that fire, man. The clip is empty tonight. <laughs> I come in peace. I come in peace. Well, it's, it's, it's a lot of versions of leaders. You understand what I'm saying? So, you can be bro, a leader. I can't keep going. <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, you can, you can be a leader in, in a lot of different ways. And the way Mike led, as we've seen, was through pushing people and that could be taken in the literal tense right now for me growing up i noticed that everybody you can't talk to everybody the same way right so people lead some people lead by example and that's no talking you know what i mean i'm gonna just show you and then you can follow some people lead by motivational quotes right some people lead by actually 
trying to get in your face and get physical with you and show you that they really passionate about it and they want you to be as passionate as as they are right and then some people leave with other things like they get other theories like phil jackson he fused in other things so people could follow his lead right so jordan decides to the way he leads is he's going to actually push you hard physical and he's going to show you that he's that passionate right but that doesn't work for everybody it don't and to me like that could be a good leader for you that's not really a good it, it could be a good leader if you get to your goal you feel me as he did but to get to a point where i'm showing you this much aggression and we could fight over that that has nothing to do with basketball now like you done took it out of the realm of, of basketball you feel me so those kind of people you could end up you could end up hating that person you understand what i'm saying and that that could go into like worldly things like the army they feel like they should break you down to build you back up and that's something that he said kind of i don't agree with that i don't feel like you should break and unless you have completely bad habits, you have to break those habits, right? Cool. But I don't feel like you should degrade somebody over and over and over to get your point across to lead them. That can just stray somebody away. He eliminated Tommy so, Brown's career. So, with that being said, he was a better leader than Pippen by far because Pippen wasn't a leader at all in, in my eyes and from what I see on TV right now. I don't know him personally. He could be a cool guy. But from what I see, he wasn't a leader at all. He was a, a pure, good person, but a follower. He will follow your lead. So him telling Phil Phil Jackson in the in the huddle, nah, I'm not going out there, that's no leadership qualities. You could be as great as a player, we could, but you, you have no leadership qualities if you're going to leave me hanging because you ain't get the ball or the play call is not for you. One, you being selfish. So that's two times we see him be a little selfish and think about yourself. And then you you have, like, you just lost all type of leadership qualities because how are we going to win if you're not even on the court trying to support somebody else that could get the shot? You feel me? So that's that's what I was going to say about leadership. You feel me? Because you feel me that Jordan ain't told the flight attendant, don't feed Horace Grant because he played like shit. That's kind of crazy. He took he took that out of the documentary. Wait, where that story? That was, that? That's on undisputed right now. Jordan D. Michael Jordan said that. Yes. The goal. That's how he used to. That's how he used to do people sometimes. And they said they said in the in the um in the doctors now he said if you play like shit he will tell you. And on the on the on the bus or on the plane he telling the flight attendant don't feed you. Oh. Word. It was his last meal on earth. I mean, we know that's not going to be your last meal because you're going home. But, bro, you trying to res you trying to disrespect me as a person now, like as a man. As a man, you trying to tell me I you trying to tell somebody I can't eat. You feel me? Like you you taking it too far. So you feel me? It's just it's just different levels of it's just different levels of leadership. So, now I know I know you're a, you you you're a big Jordan fan, and I know you're big on leadership yourself. Cause you have to be a symbol for for the youth that's behind you and i know the field that y'all in together 
that stand as leaders amongst the children and, and all the youth that's there, even even amongst your peers that may not be as experienced as what y'all do. Do you personally feel that Michael Jordan was in the right for doing stuff like that? I think everybody makes mistakes. I think everybody's going to continue. Oh, I, and I like how you brought I, me in on that conversation. That, that's like us doing this podcast. I'm going to be real. And, and your phone die out of nowhere after that. And I just tell you like, yo, you, you can't come to dinner with me because your phone died. I didn't It's okay. I, I would have read his mouth for real. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I'm not a bull after that, but I think, um, I think, see, the difference in the, 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 the uh, um, example you gave is that we already got three people on the same page. I think Jordan was on his page and he had to push people to feel what his page is like. I think LeBron. And, and and gravity is twofold. You got push and pull. I think look. I think LeBron pulls people up. I think Jordan pushes people over the ledge. LeBron is like, come with me, come with me, come with me. I'll show you. It's like Martin Luther King. I'll show you the. the I'll show you what the mountaintop look like. Jordan is like, yo, dog. I already been to the mountaintop. And guess what? You can't go the way you performing. But if you want to go. I'm gonna tell you how you get there. I, I I think it's that simple. I think they're both great leaders, but I think LeBron pulls people up, and I think Jordan just pushes people to no limit, to no avail. And a lot of times he is he 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 may be wrong in some people's eyes, but I just think when you when you depend on what lane you in or, or what mentality you are in to succeed, it's no different from a person. Like, a, like, let's say a Vince McMahon or, or, or a Hulk Hogan that's 365 days in a year, but I'm pretty sure at the height of Hulk Hogan's career, he probably saw his family, what, four weeks out the year? So is he is he a bad father because he's providing or he's not home? You know what I'm saying? I just think it, it, all, depend, it all goes back to... Well, you don't have to be home to be a provider father. But that's what I'm trying to say. But some people would be like, yo, you don't spend no time with your family. Yeah, you need both. You get what I'm saying? But I, 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 I'm I, pretty, if, if, if wrestling does four or five shows a week, they do two live show tapings every week. They do about six to 10 live grand pay-per-views a year. I'm sure 365 days out of the year and, and every holiday they working. I doubt your home for two weeks at a time on any given month. I doubt it. I doubt it. So it's like, that's why I say, are you a bad father because you're not there, but you're still going out there, risking your ass, busting your ass, breaking your neck to do it. And I say that to say this, I think he'll go along. Like, he's like, yo, come on, I gotta get on my back. Come on, let's go for the ride. All you gotta do is stay in good shape. All you gotta do is follow my lead. I think Jordan is just, so focused on his own, you know, like his own. I think he's a taker, and LeBron's a giver. 
And when you taking, you like, nigga, listen, let's go. You don't got no time to think. Oh, you want to get in the car? Nah, I'm putting you in the car. You got to go this way. Or you got to do this. Or you got to take this shot. Or you can't. Just think of it. And just like Chris said. And just like you said. Oh, they were pretty good. But you only say pretty good when somebody not good enough. So, yeah, Scotty Pippen was pretty good with the Bulls. But he still didn't have what it took to get them over the edge. And, and and he said it himself. And people have said it about them around each other. Jordan pushed him to want to be a better player. He he was comfortable. Look at the deal he took. He was comfortable playing basketball and getting a couple million. And so he looked at somebody else to compare to and be like, yo, he's playing the same sport I'm playing. He's getting 30-something million a year and all I'm getting is seven. Now you feel slighted. But you came into this thing wanting the bare minimum. He came in wanting to be a minimum. Well, he was without Jordan. They was playing good, though. They was playing really good. But but I'm trying to explain to you. Really good means you're not good enough. Pretty good means you're not. That's what that word means. Like, oh yeah, he was pretty good, but not good enough. Very next year that Jordan came back, they went to the playoffs, got edged out. Championship, championship, championship. Period. And then after that. Scottie Pippen went on to play for the Blazers and the, um, the Houston Rockets, and he was at best a role player. Yeah, because like I say, he followed. So he never had it. Iverson had it more than anybody. Out of all players without a ring? Yeah, definitely. Willing to go to the limit, to push it to the limit? I, I, like I said, th- there's only two people, three people. I remember them showing Jordan and the injuries that he had in one year that he played through. The only two people I remember with more injuries, when they gave that, when they gave the, the body silhouette and they pinpointed every injury they had, was Kobe and Iverson. And he damn near broke everything. Yeah, I seen that thing. Yeah. And was out there tooth and nail. And these are these are series that I watched. Like I watched the whole Orlando Magic Houston Rockets series. I watched the last three Jordan um championships. I watched all of Kobe Bryant championships, every single game, all of the Spurs, all of the Mavericks. I, I watched one of the greatest um, playoff games between Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Lakers, which I think they cheated the Sacramento Kings because they gave Kobe so many over the time, over the over the um, toe line foul shots. It was ridiculous. He was walking and everything. They didn't call nothing. You know what I'm saying? So you know, like I like I said, that was a. That was highway robbery. That was robbery with no gun. That was crazy. So, Do I think they still would have beat them? Yeah, but that was crazy. That game was crucial, though. It was. It was. And I think that's why they had to 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 make to miss those calls in order for that series for that for the Lakers to progress the way they did because Sacramento Kings was giving them hell. So do you it, think Jordan was throwing their ass like that? Do you think that they would have even been able to play up to that level? Not at all. Not at all. I don't. I think if Jordan wasn't there, given that leadership, and 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 which is some people don't perceive as leadership, it's the same way people don't perceive Hitler as a leader. But he was Time Magazine Man of the Year. <laughs> but um, I think if Jordan wouldn't, if Jordan never came to the Bulls, they would not have six championships. They have not been close to one since. They wasn't close to one before. Okay. It, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have no, no no six. But what I'm saying is. So like as we just saw, they they had a good run without Jordan. I think if, if they would have had you saying if they would have had somebody else like a, another superstar because Scotty's not a superstar. So if they would have had another superstar, because I'm thinking as I'm watching it, if they would have had another closer like Mike is, then maybe maybe. I, but see, but Mike is just not a closer though. 
That's what but I'm trying. Got, to... But you, got, he has that title. That's what he is too, bro. No, he he definitely is. But to be to but to even begin the conversation of being a closer, you gotta be a beast. I'm sure you ever been in a situation where it's like no holes bar, back against the wall. Yeah. And now imagine being in a situation like that every day. If it's seven days in a week, you're in a situation like that four out of seven. You can't you you can't even talk to a person with a different mindset. It's almost like if I worked for myself my whole life, my whole life, never had a job, and I talk to somebody who's been an employee most of their life, it's things that they're gonna describe that I'm gonna be like. I mean, I, I sympathize or empathize, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you did, it, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's certain things that I'm gonna say to them, and they're gonna be like, "Man, I, I, I don't, I don't know how you did that." It's just, it, it just, I think certain things come with the territory. Yeah. The CEO of a company, and in, in the in the receptionist, two different mindsets. Of course. They might, they both might be two great people. But here, yeah, it's two different mindsets. It's different. It, it worked. It, it worked different. The brain works different. It just is just different. Like blue is not the same blue to like your blue and my blue different. So you say Jordan to be like the CEO and Pippen to be like the reception. Yeah, because he don't even like, he don't even understand what it means He's to put everything to the side. He put all that shit to the side and said. Whether I play the best team in the league or I play the worst team in the league, y'all gonna get your ass bust the same way. So that's like saying he he got his six rings because of Mike. Nah, I, I mean in the team sport, it's hard to say who got what because of who. Everybody contributes. Some people contribute more. Some people contribute less. You know what I'm saying? Nah, they are, they are just like Stephen Curry. D Wade and LeBron was. It's like a, it's like a movie. It's like a movie. Watch a good movie and you'd be like, oh shit, Denzel did his thing. But if it wasn't for the producers of the movie, there wouldn't be no movie for Denzel to do his thing in. You said movie Will Smith and and uh, Bad Boys. The Bad Boys movie wouldn't be the same without either one of them. So simple as that. And to have a bad boys movie, you need a director, and you need and before and before you get a director, you need a producer because the producer pays the director. Yeah, so so the producer gonna be Jerry, and the the director is Phil. That's what I'm saying. But you got you got to have working parts. But I think as far as on the court, I I don't think Vince Carter had the heart to 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 lead a team. I don't think Carmelo ever had it. Um, it's it's a lot of players who I think were great. But I don't think they went out there and wanted blood. Like they, no. like I think Jordan needed no, to no, win. No. I think it was more. I think it was more for Jordan, something inside of him. For the same reason, I think LeBron went back to Cleveland. It was inside. Of, it was inside. Like it had mm -hmm. nothing to do with a salary. You know how many teams you play for. Mm -hmm. How I think it had all to do with the man. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I feel like that should be. Everything I feel like any little kid that's watching this, they shouldn't be on the who's better than who. They should just be taking that that point right there. Like it, it has to be like the fire for any passion has to drive you. You feel me? Because every every step of the way in each of these episodes, you can see every time he got knocked down, he used that as fuel. You feel me? Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson. So what's called? He said, uh, you feel me? Jordan don't really need fuel, but every time he lost or every time he felt like... Yeah, even if you say, it's like, I could be a loser, but if you call me a loser, 
I'm a violate. Yeah, so it's like he, like I said the last show, he played better bad. You feel me? He, BJ Armstrong fake got them three shots. So he felt like he was the man. He said, "All right, I'm gonna come back and kill you." You feel me? It's just like I, he just has to get one up on you, like you feel me? So and just, that's and just like and that's a good point because just like you said, Chris, with Tony Kukos, the only reason they did Kukos like that because Jordan felt, yo, why is he? Why? Why does the people in my organization keep talking about him? Yo, Pippen, guess what? When we go out, this is what we're going to do. And Pippen's like, all right, say, all right, come on, come on, Batman. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could have came, <laughs> he, that could have been his plan, but he don't think like that. He don't think like that. He don't think like that. He would have been like, Pippen would have been satisfied with just going out and playing the basketball game and, and still probably beating him. Jordan was like, uh, nah. Jordan would have never won without Pippen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to always say that. No, what I'm saying is the mentality. When, when they walked on the court for the USA basketball game and Jordan told his whole team, they said, what are we going to do about Coco's? No, y'all play your game. Me and Pippen got that. He already told Pippen days before what they was going to do to him. He didn't even tell the rest of the team. He already had it in his mind. Pippen didn't come to him and say, yo, yo, J-O, yo, he get nothing. Jordan was like, you know what? Just for Jerry Krause walking in our locker rooms and just for me hearing that he been talking about this Pippen dude and he ain't even come to us with that, he gets nothing, Pippen. You good with that? Pippen like, I bet he get nothing. And what happened? He got nothing. He got seven points. Torched him. Now, again, it, it boils down to the mentality. Pippen, that wasn't not his idea. Yeah. It would have never been his idea. You got to be a predator to think like that. Nah, you right. You gotta, you gotta have that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go and get what I want. Like, or if you, if you, if you hit me, if you knock me down four steps, I'm gonna come back like twenty. Take you slap me, you slap me, I might kill your mother. That's what people need. To, you feel me? That mentality, everybody gotta take just yeah. from watching that. But it could be, a, it could be a curse though, having that mentality, because like we were saying, jeopardize the, the the figure you got as a leader. Because at the end of the day. Like you said, I don't care, bro. Championships or not, if, if I have a bad game, granted, like y'all relying on me to play good so the team could be able to prosper in a way that you see us flourish the best way possible. I have a bad game. We still win, but now you, I can't get no food. First of all, you don't dictate <laughs> and how I eat, bro. Like, I, 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 you don't dictate that. You don't control when, it, when I eat, how I eat, what I eat. So like, as a man, like, I understand, bro. You a dog. You want me to be a dog just like you. But I can't be a dog right now. I want to eat. That that kind of like... Yo, somebody ever owes you money before? Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. I'm an asshole. Like, if you owe me money, I'm going to be like, yo, bro, what's up with my coin at? <laughs> but look, look, look. You might, you, might see him at the, you might see him at the corner store ordering a $5 hero. Like, dog, don't give him no sandwich. I but I'm not gonna do that to somebody though. Like if you owe me bread, bro, and you clear you in there eating, I'm gonna let you eat. But I'm gonna remind you, like yo, you owe me money. If I see yo, you if somebody if somebody owe you money, and y'all walk into the store at the same time, and they just start ordering away, you're not gonna bring up the fact that they owe you money. How are they ordering all that? That's cool. Like you gotta eat. No, forget. No, I don't care what it is. Whatever means something to you. If somebody owe you money and you see them. And they is living it up. And you just... <laughs> Different. If they living it up, I'm going to be looking like, yo, what's up with you, bro? But it's fool. Say that man... Say he couldn't play good. Say he Jordan really dubbed him on, like, eating. Like, if he brought something, Jordan smacked it out of his hand or, like, threw it in the garbage. Or something. 
That man can't play on it. All I'm saying, I mean, when you when 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 you in a when you in a when you in a competitive environment, and that's what sports is competition. Yeah. I didn't say some crazy things Only during basketball games. Granted, I, I agree with you hundred percent, bro. I didn't told my closest. I had to defend myself. No, I slapped upside the head. I had to slap somebody upside the head. I said some crazy things in basketball games, bro. That's true. That's I agree, bro. I'm not saying that it's wrong. So let's not all act like. Oh, well, how could he as a man? Come on, son. Anything competitive? Listen, anything bro, competitive? A leader is competition? a competition? Nobody got to lose. You're right. I'm not going to do that, though. I just feel like that mentality he had, that dog mentality, it was great, but it was kind of selfish. I ain't gonna lie. But aren't we all selfish? You know what I mean? Post that, you know, you know, you know I mean? Post I see on Instagram, yo, I'm getting back in my bag. I'm gonna be the me. I'm cutting off. I'm cutting off the negative energy. That's selfish. That's selfish. Uh, no real grown man that's gonna have a, a, a authentic mentality is gonna do. Oh, I'm getting back in my bag. Come on, bro. We don't do that. I'm, I'm just sure none of us here is gonna sit there and waste our time to do that. We but what I'm saying is, let's not act like the selfish thing is really something that is not human. It's no, everybody's supposed to be a little show. Yo, when China was gonna go to war with America, they told America, "Yo, we are we are willing to lose a million bodies a day. How about you? We got it to spare. <laughs> we got it to spare." So what y'all prepared for? We could lose a million, we could lose a million bodies today and be back on the battlefield with a million more. What y'all got to say about that? You got America done after that. Bro, you gotta make sacrifices. Cause look, you know what I was thinking about? Chris brought up that lead that leader, that leadership shit with him. He he ended Kwame Brown's career. Like, and it didn't even make it better because right after he ended Kwame Brown's career, Kobe finished him off. But maybe, but maybe Kwame Brown is a nigga who needs to be ended. Don't be coming through the here round, with that bullshit game. And that, that was the first and, round that I picked. Dog, don't be coming through here with. So was Sam Booby. Don't be be coming through here with that bullshit game. And you, you making money, you buying girls, you buying bottles, but you playing like shit. Get the fuck off my court, bro. <laughs> you know what I boil that down to, though. I think people that didn't stand up to people like, and him and Kobe is the same type of person. I think people that didn't stand up to them, they felt like they was pussy clocks. So I'm a, I'm a bully. No, no. What it could be is that they didn't expect that from somebody that could have been their item. As yeah, that's that's a, that's a that's a that's a that's a hard blow. Like damn, that's yo, a good point too. That us meeting Braun and he'd be like, yo, like European, get out of here. What? You feel your me? whole your whole ideal is gonna change. Like for Kwame yeah. Brown, he came in what 1999, 2000, 2000. And, and but it's it, the, also also you might be like yo LeBron, 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 LeBron. Oh, you getting traded to Cleveland? Oh, where do I get to play with LeBron? Then you get there, he like yo nigga, yo man, you, you trash yo, yo son, yo um yo we ain't putting him in the game. That. <laughs> it be like that though. It's I know LeBron that told a few people that. It be like that though. It's some it's some players that don't get off the bench. I don't know if you ever peeped that, but like during the game, like if you watch the bench, they have their warmer. But he not he probably not bashing you though. And and let's not get it twisted. LeBron is on some Floyd Mayweather tip in the in the NBA. He hand he's handpicked a couple of his teams. Right. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Just like Floyd Mayweather handpicks his competition 
for the last 10 years, LeBron has handpicked his team. But they never handpicked nobody. You, you know what's so crazy? I was going to send you a post that, that I just seen that um they, they said uh Fox had did a, a greatest of all time boxer. They, they put Floyd number one. I mean, if if, if Muhammad if Muhammad Ali Muhammad Ali is not on your number one list, Muhammad Ali, I don't want to talk boxing. If, bro, if, if we don't start there, this, bro. I'm not I'm not having no boxing conversation. If Muhammad Ali is not number one. He was I'm fifth, just bro. Having... He was fifth bro. on it. That's I hear you. That all goes back to I'm, that. I'm, not, I'm I'm just telling you what I've seen. I'm just telling you. I don't think you've seen enough. I'm just saying. I'm not, I was just going to sleep. I'm just saying it though. Like I'm just saying. It. I I don't think you've seen enough. Jordan said his pops was part of his inspiration, and that's why I felt like they, he definitely wanted that uh number four rank when they went up against the Sonics. Oh, and I took a I, that was that was a good series. What you gotta really say about that series? Because um GP had him on a little bit of lockup. No, but no, G, no. To be honest with you, before Jordan came back, GP was the guy in the right. league. He right. was the man. That's why it's so crazy. Jordan was sitting home watching all that. Like, yeah, he this laughed. Guy, did, what this guy? Like, I played with this guy. I know this guy. You know See, what? But you gotta look at it. GP is three. Is is what six three? Little no, he. I, I, but he was the he. That it was his time. Facts. He taught Jason Kidd how to play ball. So it was his time. You know what I'm saying? But when you, it's just like, it's just how Michael Jordan said about Clyde Drexler. Like, that's a good guy. I like him. But how dare you compare him to me? So you know what? I'm going to show you what time it is. I just think it's different kind of leaders. You got your Donald Trumps. You got your Obamas. You got your D.W. Bushes. You got your Bill Clintons. It's just different kind of leaders, man. You got your Hitlers. You got your Kim Jong-uns. Will be like, yo, point him out, kill him. And you got your other ones that like to lead character. Like Obama was all about charisma. It was nothing. It was everything was non-threatening. Everything is ha ha ha, he he he. It's all gonna be all right. Ho hands kumbaya, and everybody liked that. George W. Bush was like, man, fuck that. We gonna do what I say, and that's how it's gonna go. Donald Trump is like, fuck the world. Is whatever I feel, and even though I don't believe what I'm saying, but guess what? I'm the leader. So whatever I'm saying. It don't got to make sense to you. But guess what? You're not the leader. I am. So I just think it's different kind of leaders, bro. I just think that's what it is. And you got to respect them. You really, like you really got to, you really got to, you got to think, you got to think objectively. Like for me, I just look at things twofold. I, I think, and as much, as much shade I show to LeBron, I respect his leadership. It's just a different form. And it's obvious. It's not nothing, nothing that I'm saying. It's like Magic Johnson. He's just like LeBron. Magic Johnson wasn't no, he wasn't no, no physical threat. I mean, he was tall, but he wasn't bullying nobody. Let's be for real. He was the happy guy on the court. He was the nice guy. He was the, he walked into a room. Everybody's laughing and joking. He can get, he can get two enemies to become friends. He just had that about him, but he wasn't really playing no defense. I mean, you slap Magic Johnson in the face, he's not going to hit you back. You got to worry about James Worthy and Kareem Abdul Jabbar and all these other things getting on your ass. He wasn't that guy. He was not that guy. Mm -hmm. Isaiah Thomas was more of a fighter than Magic Johnson ever was. Mm -hmm. And that's why Isaiah Thomas got outed like he did. Because Isaiah Thomas was the person that didn't care about nothing. He was punching your face. You could be Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, 
I mean, Larry Bird, um, Magic Johnson, he didn't really care. He didn't look at nobody like, oh, he's the CEO of the company. No, I'm smacking in your face and we getting this win. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then the NBA went a different direction. They wanted to be more family entertaining. Because if you think about it before then, come on, the NBA had nothing but gamblers and, and gangsters and bookies at their games. It wasn't no families at their games. It was none of that. That's true, true. It was none of that. That's actually, that's actually like how the whole concept of um, players and teams making money and stuff started. It started basically off betting. You know, the mob had control of the NBA. That's all you see. If you if you take if you go back in history and you look at an early picture of an NBA game, I guarantee you don't see no family. You see bookies, um, scouters, scouters, gangsters. They're smoking cigars and cigarettes in the stadium at the game. And drinking alcohol. So imagine you run up and down the court and all you smell is cigar smoke. The NBA had to go a different direction to make more money. That's why that's that's why I say I always compare it back to Vince McMahon. That's why he's so successful. Because everybody knows wrestling is fake, but it entertains families. You can't beat that. How y'all feel about um moment between Charlotte and Chicago. They lost that one game but took over. Charlotte was never a, a NBA championship hopeful. But, Even but, when they had Alonzo Mourning, Glenn Rice, um, Alonzo Mourning, Larry Johnson, Glenn Rice, Muggsy Bowles, I could name that whole team. They was never a NBA championship. Jordan lost with 22. With that one game? Yeah. Again, if you watch that that Charlotte team play Alonzo Mourning, Glenn Rice, Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson. They were not. They were not an NBA championship hopeful. They were good, but that loss was a uh, was due to Jordan's leadership. Oh, you're talking about the bad pass? Yeah. Yeah, I was I was shocked when I seen that. And I, that that also was him stepping outside of himself because he did that off of. Um, the, the the direction of his coach. That's not a, that's not a play that he would have done naturally. Nah, uh, nah. He yeah, he wouldn't get a hundred percent blame for that. But listen, you're the greatest player on the team, my brother. You're a leader. You know, you you sometimes you might have to go against your coach's decision. Am I right or wrong? But I think Jordan has done that more times than he has. Of of course, but in a time like that i feel like that's that's something that you would want to look to do you know he could have easily took that game over and it could have been a sweep right there but like you said maybe he maybe that's one of them things where he tried to play the game and had that wake up call like <laughs> you know what i'm a beast i'm not out here like no pussy it's not me to be passing off to clowns when it's the last minute of the game that why, why would i do that yeah i love phil but man you know what I did it. At least I could say I did it. I'm on record. Guess what? For the rest of this series, that's not happening. Now let's go. I like how my boy really, he left though. I like how he, this is the thing I have to say about him. And it goes back to how you were saying his mentality is like, he's a dog, bro. Like He is really the only person I could probably think besides Randy Moss that really dominated. Not even Randy Moss. Bobby Jackson that really dominated. Left for sport. Went to another one. He didn't really do too good. Is that Bobby Jackson or Bo Jackson? Bo Jackson. Bobby Jackson, Bo Jackson. Same thing. I'll give you one better than Bo Jackson. Deion Sanders. You kidding me? Yeah, I was about to say Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, too. Deion Sanders, too. Those are the only people. Think about, no, hold up. Deion Sanders played in two 
championship series in the same year, the World Series and the NFL Super Bowl. That's OD Beastie. It all goes back to that dog mentality. I feel like being able to do something like that will definitely cultivate you to be the greatest leader of all. Because people should see that. And it should hold you to no barriers. You know, you should see that there's no, there's no expectation of what you could accomplish. You know, even though, like I said, Jordan didn't go and win no World Series, uh, no, no, no big trophies with the MLB or anything like that. But he showed that he could take a break from something that he's known that he's great in and bounce right back and just do the same thing all over again. Now, now, see, and that's even a bigger question: How many people? And how many times have you seen that happen on that level? Only think of in the, hold on, think of think of any industry. It could be we just said it, Bo and Dion. No, no, I'm talking about walking away and coming back and being on the same level that you was when you left. Who has done that? There was no point in him leaving, though. Can we answer the question first? <laughs> I ain't gonna nobody, but there was no point in him leaving. So you don't want to answer the question, Chris? I said nobody. Oh, all right. <laughs> Four to three? But there was no point in him leaving, though. Yeah, it, it was no point. Because he that's he left, and what you do, you just wasted space on the White Sox. He didn't even make the White Sox. You feel me? Wasted time. Yeah, he, 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 had a, he hit a few home runs that year, though. Yeah. Nothing that could man- measure up to his accomplishments. Yeah, but imagine going there and not doing nothing. Nigga probably could have had eight championships. You, I was, I was just about to say, so how many chips you think he would have had if he had stayed? Let me see. that six, two out, one out, and, and one you came back and kind of fucked it off. Eight. So I just said eight. No, I say nine. I eight. say nine. Because I think they would have won the next year. Um, if they didn't break the team up. I know for a fact they would have won the next year if they didn't break that team up. 99? Yeah, I know for a fact they would have won that year. So, but you 100%, you standing on that, they would have had eight championships. Yeah, well, probably I'm not going to count the years that he sat out. If it that team would have defended their championship the very next year after beating Utah Jazz twice, they would have been um, seven-time champions. They would have lost to Dallas. To who? To me, to who? To the Spurs? Wait, yeah. Or the Spurs? To the what? To the Spurs. Spurs or the Lakers? Okay. They would have lost to Dallas. Okay. They would have been up. I believe that. Remember, the Spurs got their first championship in the lockout season. Oh, so? And, and, that's, and that lockout championship team is who you saying that the championship Bulls wouldn't have beat? Like a a, a, a journey team would have just beat them. It would have been that easy. I'm not saying it would have been easy. I'm saying that they would have won because that was a great team. No, it became whether, whether a great team. It became a great team. They beat the Knicks for that championship. Right. The Bulls had nothing on the Knicks, bro. So what you saw them beat that, the Knicks had that was a, that wasn't the same team though. You got a point. You got a point, Dub. That was a completely different Knicks squad. Right. What Knicks squad was that? Tell me the people on the team. I know they had Patrick. I personally don't remember all of them. Honestly, I, I really Patrick, don't. So I, um, hey, 
But I know what you call it. I know um this nigga Spreewell was on the team at the moment. So. <laughs> Yo, look who we talk. Nah, that's why it's hard, man. That wasn't a bad team, though. All right, okay. That wasn't a bad team. It was, right. was balling, bro. You fire, man. They was fire. We can't you was a Knicks fan then. We can't say you wasn't a Knicks fan then. The Bulls was the I was born a Knicks fan. All right, then. So you was they Knicks fan on the ID. He was jacking them there, so they was good, nigga. I never jacked the Knicks, but I was born with a Knicks fan card. We wasn't over here, so. No, sir. Uh-uh. What, what kind of fans are y'all? Out of towners. <laughs> Who? Out of towners. Got New Jersey Nets fans? Out of towners. I was a Nets fan before I be a Knicks fan. Yeah. I actually was a Detroit Pistons fan. That's a big fact. Because of who? Chauncey Billups and the whole squad. So I guess he was a Knicks fan then, because he was a Knicks. Bro, he was a Knicks for 30 games and got traded to the Detroit Pistons. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. That doesn't. How many more episodes of Last Dance you got left? Three? Three, yeah. Eight, nine, ten. Well, this is, I guess we could, we could pick the rest of this off on the next one, you know. Want to give everybody too much juice, you know, we got to save some of that, you know, to preserve it a little Thank everybody for tuning in. This is the Footer 3 Podcast. You with Dell Cash, Mr. Footer 3. Get right with us next week. And we let it. Yeah, there.